helping us reach 100 followers we're delivering you all some bonus content as promised please share and like our content and as our follower account grows we will continue to create and share new things with all of you this is a continuation of the conversation from our word on the street um, from our episode this week so hope you enjoy it so for this week's word on the street we had a listener submission and they asked, how should departments slash universities reach out to students right now? What's their role in this time? Okay, so how should university, what is their role at this time? I think one thing is like silence is not the answer. So you need to reach out. You need to say something. <laughs> like, you need to, you need say to get, something. <laughs> they, they've given up on us. You know, they, they just gave up on us. <laughs> Yeah. So for one, like if you're a student of color and you have to do a lot of the legwork, if you're a black student and you have to do a lot of the legwork to get your your school to even say something, the school is doing it wrong. You you failed. So, like, like, but you know, like the failure is another opportunity for success. So the thing is to say something. <laughs> okay, y'all. You know, like. Listen, I don't know the answers to this. So also to just, you know, a lot of schools have diversity and inclusion representatives. So like hitting them up, you know, and, and asking what they have to say as well. Like I have felt sort of like um, the need to say something as a black student within like my sort of my own school. But at the same time, I know that there's like a lot of people in place to do that work as well. So like just as a student, that's not what the question was, but as a student as well, sort of like being kind to yourself too um, and making yeah. space for yourself um, within these institutions. So I, I, that's tangential, but um, I want to hear what you have to say, Jocelyn. So I think for me, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, we've, Black students have always been Black students and they've always yeah. been Black people. There's always been things going on that impact them, but I wish I pulled up the article, but there was an article that was circulating about like maintaining professionalism during mm. this time. And we've always had to do that. It doesn't matter if it was a different incident of police brutality and violence. Like we still had to show up to our meetings, to our classes, to do our research. Right. And in this time where it's just overwhelming and it just sits heavy, I think this is one of the first times that institutions, the people that work in them are acknowledging it, but even just checking in, like I, of course you should be checking in on the black employees, the black students, all of that stuff, but you should also take that into consideration when interacting with them professionally. So what the expectations you have for productivity, what uh, it is that you're asking them to do, like the demands that you have on them in this time, because this is one of the few times where people are acknowledging the fact that the, the things that happen in our personal lives and in the outside world impacts all, us professionally. And that mm. there's always been this division, like it's been divorce where it's like, my personal existence is separate from my professional existence, yeah. but they're tied together. Like you, you can't pull one from the other. So yeah, that's my thought. 
I agree with that. I think also to transitioning to action, <laughs> like doing something, you know, it's not enough just to check on someone. It's like, don't ask me how I am if you don't actually care, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're doing to save face or serve the ego, then that's not serving me. Or, or, and when I say me, I don't mean me, Darren. I mean like black people, <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, you know, just if you're saying something, also do something. I don't have like a, a, a 10 item, like spreadsheet of what to do. <laughs> Yeah, But, you know, within your respective domain, do something. I think one of the things I've seen, this isn't particularly to like an institution, but just one of my friends, they um, do a lot of artistic work. Um, They do a lot of um, like Photoshop editing and different things. And they use their skills, you know, to create this really cool sort of like schematic, schematic and like imagery of sort of like Black Lives Matter on like the White House. And I was like, that's so cool. Very dope. Yeah, you're using your respective discipline and and your skills to be able to, you know, push for change in in a way that's actionable. And I think like within institutions, people can do that. So like if you study sort of like, I don't know, like ecology, you know, I bet there's a whole bunch of Black people who studied ecology and have contributions and, and have thoughts on this, you know, like just what is it that you can do within your respective discipline, given your position and your access to power to be able to push forward? What does that look like for you? And that's your self-work. That's not mine. So mm-hmm. like doing that self-work to figure that out, because I think yeah. like if you want to run and do sort of like projects or different things, I think those are very important, but it's, it's, it's very much important to take individual responsibility to, to do your own learning before you do those, those things. Um, yep. So something you're already good at, you know, a lot of people within like institutions are already good at stuff. That's how they got there. Or maybe it's just generational access. That's what's but, like, <laughs> but if you're already good at something, like using that, but just using that and, and, and integrating and, and amplifying the voices of, of, of Black people. Yeah. So in this, these actionable steps, I think they kind of fall into two categories, one of uplifting and the other of supporting, uh, because you can uplift, give opportunities, do whatever. But if there aren't systems in place to support the people that you're bringing in or you're giving opportunities to, then you're just setting them up for failure. These institutions were not built for people like you and I. And so you can't just throw us into them, just give us opportunity that we you've earned but once we get into the system in this place it's like okay well if I have a problem with a racist professor is the school going to be behind me are they going to take action is there someone I can talk to um is there a community a safe place where I can be with other black students and talk about issues and make steps and not feel like we are going to get pushed back you know? Yeah, like holding space for that. I feel like as a student, I'm constantly holding space for white people's feelings because I have to. So like if I say something and it's taken wrong by someone who's in a position of power, sort of like, who gonna take the fall? <laughs> Me. So like I have to be very careful in, in the ways that I sort of like speak and go about navigating um, the academy. I study code switching. So like that's a different conversation, but but that's something that I think about a lot. So I think like it'd be nice to have some reciprocity where sort of people can at least attempt to try to understand a little bit how I feel field and and hold space for that you know so it's not me having to make space for my own emotions and processing those but then on top of that additionally having to sort of like hold space for like white people to figure out like their weird feelings of racism or like confusion and different things sometimes it's hard for me to do all of that at once and I think there's a lot of sort of like black students who have to do this work because of the way that the system's set up right now but yep. in order to not reproduce that system, you know, we need to, to, to move forward, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, because this is the right now 
now of it. But if you want the future of it, we, we got to disrupt, you know, and we have to make changes. So like understand that like institutions can change over time. Like black people couldn't even go to go to these schools, go to school in general. Black people were seen yeah. as property. <laughs> like, yeah, so like it's, definitely- it, <laughs> it's just very baffling that people just feel like it's just about, it's not even, that's, I have a beef with the, the just <laughs> the phrasing of only representation matters because representation, yeah. if you just have people there as representation, but they don't have the support and the tools and the resources, they're not actually able to be successful both personally and professionally. And so I think we need to like move past like the very surface level or for show or for getting grant funds of having people of color, black people in positions um, as like members or whatever else and like actually working to change institutions that weren't built for them and to provide the support that they need um, to make sure that this is this is a change that benefits everyone because the last thing you want to do is to put these people in these institutions and then have them fail in the sense of they're not able to complete the job, but then also have that be another burden on them, both mentally, emotionally, socially, like you're just, it's just more labor. It's just more stress and yeah, and I think it's really interesting that even in your language, as you talk about it, like you're talking about how it's divorced out for a lot of people, you, you're saying like them, you know? And I saw this like <laughs> post by, I think it was uh, Dr. Jamila Lyscott. Um, and it was sort of like advocating for people of color. And then she like crossed it out and were advocating with people of color. <laughs> Like by including, you know, yourself into that narrative, because I do think it it takes like a a certain sort of like work of vulnerability to be like, this is hurting me as a black person living in this society. Um, And I don't think that like black students should have to expose our trauma in order to be taken seriously. But (laughs) (gasps) (laughs) that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) But it's like, you know, when you're thinking about how do I help black people? How do I help people? Look at me, me. I am here. <laughs> Hello. <Yeah. laughs> so like, like, you know, it's it's not this divorce out random black person somewhere. It's like literally like your students or like your yeah. your the people you you're looking at. So so having like an understanding that that there's black people who are who are working in your buildings who are you who you're seeing every day, but do you see them every day? You know, are you looking at them? <laughs> like so No. <laughs> developing yeah, like, like that meta awareness um of people yeah. like do you even say hi to people i've seen a lot of white people walk into like buildings and not even say hi to the black staff members like, like it's just like invisible eyes you know it's yeah. like, do, you, do you acknowledge people like it just i don't know it's, it's just it's it's weird to me I, I i don't i don't understand but i'm not gonna go on and on <laughs> yeah i mean uh, there's lots to talk about and i think ending the conversation here is a good place because then we can invite other people to sort of speak on either what their institutions have or have not done, what they would Mm -hmm. like to see more of, less of, and maybe some more of those actionable steps in terms of uplifting and supporting people of color and specifically black people in the academy. 